You're listening to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. Did we ever finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends? What are the topics, Mike? What are the topics? <laughs> this whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. From Muscatine to the Silver Street. Wait, it's a podcast? From Muscatine, Iowa to your AirPods? Here's Mike. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Brian Baldinger. Shout out to my unpaid announcer, Tony Tone Loganzol, who's on the show today. This is my first official show on the Starburns Network, so I made it a big one. Joel and Tony from the Buffer Battle Podcast are going to be on later. We're going to do an Oscar preview for you. But first, I have the world's greatest panel. Eric Abrams is back. He's the creator of This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central, and he's produced and directed specials for Sean Patton, Ari Shafir, Matt Bronger, and a ton more. Happy to have Eric Abrams. Annalise Decker-Hernandez is here first time on the panel. She came highly recommended for my stand-up shows at The Fable and The Glendale Room, and I became a fan. I think you will, too. Scotty Landis is back from Bananas with Kurt Brownoller from Workaholics, and from Adam Devine's House Party and Who is America, and he wrote the upcoming Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. Scotty does a lot of things. Matt McCarthy is back from We Watch Wrestling, from Comedy Central, from Conan, from How We Roll. He's done so many things, he was 20 minutes late to the show. That's why you won't hear him right away. And finally, Bailey Norton is back from Permanent Vacation, And from Fems of the Rules, her new podcast is called Good Low. You love Bailey Norton. This group was fantastic. Please click follow if you don't follow already. And without further ado, here are Eric, Annalise, Scotty, Matt, and Bailey. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Good. How are you? Good. I loved your special. I thought it was so fun. Thank you. Um. I left it running on my Apple TV several nights in a row. Bad. Just leave it on. <laughs> Go to bed, mute it. You're getting that view count up, though. So. Yeah, let's let's fake it. Let's fake it till we make it. Yeah, man. The view count and the 100% watch rate, which is crucial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Here to 100, that's crucial. Yeah. This one pervert just watches every word you say until the very <laughs> end. He's <laughs> hanging on every word. Um. Okay, so people are holding up big piles of hail and pretending it's snow i think is what's going on in la my question i've lived here since 2007 i don't know how long everybody's lived here but i think abrams is longer than me maybe scotty annalise i'm not you were yes okay bailey i'm guessing I lived here in 2004 bailey was still winning speech and debate tournaments in missouri <laughs> have you guys ever seen the weather this shitty before that's my first no. question no my power went out um, yeah. all weekend, and then also yesterday I didn't have internet or like cell service. Wow! I felt like I was it was like Oregon Trail vibes. You were <laughs> off the grid. I was completely <laughs> off the grid. I live in Thai Town. That is Oregon Trail. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, 
when I saw the hail, I was like, oh, it's like that good, expensive ice that comes in little <laughs> perfect spheres. Yeah, we got mixology yeah. going on. <laughs> I've never seen the weather like this here, but I wouldn't call it shitty. I like it. I like it. I would. Fine. I would definitely call it shitty. I heard you call it shitty. Yes. <laughs> My trees are tipping over. They're not being weighed down. Yeah, but Scotty lives in the woods. Tree. Yeah, I, have, I do have trees around me in Echo Park, but two of them just tipped over, and I would hear this thud, and I looked outside, and they were just like, we're done. We're suffocating. We're drowning. We're done. <laughs> they give up so fast here. They quit. <laughs> I've had a palm tree just, like, slowly becoming yes. perpendicular to the ground <laughs> in my backyard exactly. forever. <laughs> So we're, are we saying this is the, let's see, okay, so if not the shittiest weather, is this the rainiest, coldest weather that you've experienced in, no, yeah. Annalise is saying no. I, I think no, because what happens is every year we have like two weeks of rain a couple of times, and then it doesn't happen again for a year, and, and then forget. I'm like, oh my god, what is, I've never seen this before, I just don't trust my own memory, so yeah. I, it could very well, hail is new. But the mm-hmm. rain is is not. I think we all just have this like collective LA, you know, forgetting to be like, oh, we we live in paradise. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. For not every year, we've had a bunch of years with almost no fucking rain. Last year there was no like like yeah. sprinkled once last year. I remember. Yeah, yeah last we didn't year, get much. I was selfishly excited that it was raining because I got a raincoat for the first time. Look at there you. There you go. Huge. Yeah. Six feet. Wait like 19 years now and I didn't own a raincoat <laughs> and I finally got it and it came on the last day of rain during like the last session of bad weather and I was like I'm never gonna get to wear this raincoat and then it's feeling <laughs> so I was like yeah, I'm prepared yeah for the people that are not for listening to this that are not in LA and think that we are all big babies just know that when you get acclimated this is like correct. this is like yes you're correct let me validate your first thought it is correct but also, this is like a hundred below zero compared to uh, what we're used to. Paradise. Okay. Uh, this guy went to – I saw this headline and I immediately hated a man. Uh, this guy right. went to Disneyland for 2,995 oh, yeah. consecutive days. That's um, – if you're doing the math in your head, that's eight years. That uh, is perv day. shit. That is disgusting. <laughs> what does he do for a living? He was unemployed and then he was a medical. That goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> then he was a medical worker. Uh, this guy has it all figured out or fuck this perv. What do you guys think? Fuck this perv. That is child sex trafficking. That is not safe. I do not like that. Did he go by himself? <laughs> he has a special tunnel that he comes out of a sewer grate. <laughs> Yeah, does, is he providing medical assistance to people <laughs> underneath Disneyland? He's giving exams, I guess. They have they let him rope it off and give exams. Oh, good, perfect. The big thing he's is... He's just walking around saying he's the official Disney pediatrician. People take, people take pictures with this guy, or they did pre-COVID. COVID is when oh, it boy. stops. They were taking pictures with him like he was goofy, like he was Mickey. I, I he's just a guy. He's goofy. He's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> How I think it's a silver he... lining. If it got this guy out of Disneyland, then yeah, thank the, God. The best thing his about his wife COVID. loves it. His wife, this is the best thing ever. It's just like, yeah, see ya, see ya, Larry, see you at midnight. Go, go get on go those teacups. Go get on those teacups. Tell me how the job search is going. Your yeah. big porn dog the, slowly, dude. He converts into one of the like stray cats that live on the Disneyland property <laughs> at night. <laughs> 
I, yeah, so we're saying this guy's a piece of shit. I'm for that. Eric, what about you? How uh, mad was he that he didn't make it to 3,000 days? He was five <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like three thousand. If if not for global pandemic, when do you end that streak? What what's your goal? He's the Cal Ripken of pervs, I guess. But these, <laughs> these were all days in a row. Days yeah. in a row. See, I just feel like I have a lot of logistical questions, and also I feel like even your average Disney adult is kind of suspect, and this guy yes. really takes it to a new level. And I'm I apologize in advance if any of you have like Disney tattoos or anything. No, big time. Um, but I do think that like. You know, go, going to the park all the time as a childless adult. It's, I'm sorry, it's it's weird. Now, if you talk shit it's about weird. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind tattoos, Eric has problems with that. So uh, many. Yeah. Just. Oh my God, you're an Eternal Sunshine adult. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is. Take off? <laughs> I think that's, that's just called being that's depressed. That's a boy. Uh, it's a theme park where you just get a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be going to that one three. That doctor has been giving lobotomies at Disneyland. <laughs> but is Disneyland even that fun? I went once, no. like five years ago, for the first time. So in my, I was in my thirties, and I was like, "This isn't for me. This is there's no alcohol." Uh, what about and that it was special like, club place? There is. Yeah. There's alcohol now. It's it's updated. Oh, and Star Wars says Alk, I've heard. And then too. California Adventure has the tiki drinks if you want to have going to diabetic shock before oh, you can yes. get drunk. Yes. Uh, it, but I was like, I felt like it was a big deal for families, which is great. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it's like a peak experience in a lot of people's lives, especially children. And it also feels like the grandparents that are like watching their kids are having the absolute safest, greatest time. But for anybody <laughs> between like 18 and 65, it's like, it ain't for you. Unless you got kids, yeah, yeah, I well, can see that. They got some <laughs> roller coasters. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have not been coasters. in like so they long. They don't. They don't have roller. Co- I love roller coasters. California Adventure. Oh, but that's two days. See, that's not. Space. I'm not doing it. You get a two day park one? hopper. You, you know, you. This... I got places to go, man. You got I think three... the real key is just to know somebody who works at Disney, so that you can like pop in. Get a corn dog, go on a couple rides, pop out, and you don't feel like you've invested your life savings and you need to like exhaust yourself from sun up to sundown. You don't have three thousand days to kill. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, going to Disneyland every day would be very far down on the list. So many other things I could do. Don't you want to eat the weirdest? You want to eat the weirdest cheeseburger you've ever had? They <laughs> got that. All right. Um, I haven't even slept 3,000 days in a row, though. Like, I, I haven't had coffee 3,000 days in a row. Like, there's so many things that I have not done 3,000 3, days. days in a row. That's what's so weird. Um, yeah. The last time that I went to Disneyland, I just remembered I got in trouble from a drug dog who sniffed out my vape. And I had to take the shuttle bus back to the parking lot to put it in the car. Very Your nice vape? of them to be like, you don't get kicked out. Like, you just, yeah, a German shepherd. Narc ass dog. Fucking Nazis. Narc. But it's just like- a vape. Narc. That is. Yeah. You can't that's... have any of that at Disney. And they, they are like sniffing it out. Disney They're is really dark shit. The only part that sucked was that it's like, it takes a, it's like another 45 minute round trip to get back to parking and then right. back to the park. God, what? That's so lame. That's so <laughs> lame. See, if I could vape in there, then maybe I would have something to do for at least the first couple days. 
Pl- yeah, what if California Adventure like lets you vape next year? That's like the new <laughs> addition to the park. There's little vape zones. Little vape. Little vape zone. How could, it, how could it be a California Adventure if you're not allowed to be stoned? That's a wonderful point, Eric. Soaring over fun. California with vape pens. <laughs> That's I, why will I prefer say. Universal. It's like far more bootleg and you can get away with way more stuff. Oh, yeah. I used that... to get drunk in Universal all the time. <laughs> I've done stand up in Universal at John Lovett's Club. Ooh, wee. <laughs> yeah. I know someone whose <laughs> favorite place in Los Angeles is Universal City Walk, and I'm pretty sure they're a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good thing for the serial killer resume. Um, okay, we're going to talk Dilbert Guy. Who's ready to talk Dilbert Guy? So, Dilbert Guy, yeah, okay, all right. If you don't know about Dilbert Guy, Scott Adams has a podcast called Coffee with Scott Adams. Oh, boy. So, they did a sur- Rasmussen sh- a survey place should know better than this, but this, like, trolly-ass, like, white supremacy group started posting shit that said it's okay to be white which they no, made it they, they made it to, they made or it to it's just okay to be white it's just okay it's okay <laughs> and so they asked black people true or false it's okay to be white no, i hate it already do not go up to a black american and ask them a true or false question just at random <laughs> go read a book <laughs> So 26% of black people said, no, it's not okay. To-. First, it's like a trick. It's The whole thing sucks. <laughs> okay. so, so Dilbert guy, uh, he said that white Americans need to get the fuck away from black people and, and that they should be labeled a hate group. So all the newspapers took away all the Dilberts. Who's, who's... I feel like that's a fair wow. response. Oh, also, yeah. like the dilbert cartoon would be like near you know a black person in print at some point you know next to another cartoon strip an article so like he can't really take his own advice there also if <laughs> white people were like oh we're gonna get away from from all black americans what would you watch read eat or listen to oh there's dilbert. <laughs> you can only read Dilbert cartoons Catbird. and just eat boiled unseasoned chicken. <laughs> boiled hams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Dilbert guy is consuming other than uh Fox or something. I but there's black people on Fox, I th- I would guess. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fox loves a black Republican. Michael Steele. Michael Steele. Yeah, that guy rules. Were they, um, was anybody a Dilbert it. guy? I watched uh, Dilbert saying it too, because, you know, you read these things yeah. and you're like, okay, well, like, did he really say this? He says it so clearly. <laughs> he says it so clearly. He's like, for years, I tried to help black people. Oh, like he, oh, it's crazy. It's like, he does. He says, for years, I've tried to help black people and it, it never got anywhere and it never made any change. So now I'm getting away from them. And if you move into a black neighborhood, there are huge risks and problems that you just don't have in white neighborhoods. Like he went so deep. Into oh, I didn't races. even know this shit. Oh man. I, that's why I read it. I was like, this can't be what this says it is. It's so much more. It was so wild that. when I read it. I tried to like jury duty. I tried to like steel man argument this shit. Like, is it taken out of context? Did he say it sarcastically? Exactly. And it's just like, no, this guy's a fucking wacko. It's crazy. 
can, I love how you guys her. saw this headline. You're like, I got to do some further investigation. I saw a surface thing that was just like Dilbert creator calls black people a hate group. And I'm like, that's it. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know any of the specifics. I don't need to watch the video. I believe that it happened. Your instincts are like, right. Whoa, whoa, the creator of Dilbert is not on the cutting edge of progressive stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah, I always looked to Dilbert when I was confused or lost in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no, I don't would have to pretend Dilbert to like do. Dilbert anymore. <laughs> I've never read Dilbert in my life, but I'm sure that if you work in an office when somebody's like, can you make copies of this? You're probably like, oh, fucking, I'm cutting this out with a pair of scissors and putting it up in the cubicle. <laughs> Eric, what if someone was just so sad about this and they're like, you know, it's the racists out there that made us lose our Dilbert privileges. <laughs> like yeah. everyone, like anyone who has strong feelings about Dilbert going away is psychotic. <laughs> they should not really be a part of the conversation anymore at this point. <laughs> no. You've been dismissed. I know that um, he was a Trump guy. He wrote a book called like how to win bigly or something like that. And I would hear him on various podcasts. He wrote, he does affirmations. He wrote like every day, like a thousand times. Like I will have like, a best you are song. white. <laughs> That's his affirmation. Stay white. Stay white. Stay white. Stay white. Stay white. Wow. Eric, did you have thoughts on this? You texted me about this specifically. So I was wondering to see if, uh, how about your thoughts were? I mean, I, I, I liked how open and shut it was. I didn't listen to the podcast, but the quotes I was reading in the article I read, he was saying in the podcast, like, you know, by next week, I'm not even going to have a comic strip because of what I'm saying right now. Right. He was already, he already knew it was going to happen. And then there was a quote from one of the newspaper people that was like, from Washington Post or LA Times that was like, this was not a hard decision at all. Did he commit, <laughs> did he, was this like suicide by cancellation then? Or like, like a suicide by cop? Is he like, I want to get out of the game. Uh, black people are bad. And then they're like, yeah, you got it, pal. I, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Dilbert, <laughs> suicide. <laughs> yeah, he torpedoed his own career. Uh, absolutely. Dilbert offed himself really on a podcast. For like far right, conservative, for racist, it could become a rallying cry. But yeah. I don't think anyone gives a fuck about Dilbert. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a subset of conservatives that are so pro Dilbert that they're going to give a shit about this. <laughs> no, like you could totally become this like lightning rod where everyone rallies around. Oh, and Dilbert's so going to be the new frog. <laughs> yeah, Pepe the Frog. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, Tucker Carlson is going to be like, and how about this? There's no Dilbert. Like when he like went on a rampage about uh, the M and M's changing, and was like, "If I don't want to fuck the M and M, <sighs> this is un-American." Yeah, do you <laughs> ever like, see the... everyone likes M and M's? Conservatives like M and M's. That's a good point. That's, people are going to rally behind that. But with Dilbert, it's it's not like there's a bunch of rednecks who are like, "God damn it, my <laughs> office cartoon is." This is the first time I've thought about Dilbert in a very long time. For the first time, I don't want to fuck Dilbert. And yeah. That's crazy. That's hard. We used to be a real country. The liberals have done it again. First, they came for Dilbert, and I said nothing. <laughs> like, Scott Adams is a funnier cartoon than, like, besides this rant, there was another one, like, a year or two ago where he was like cutting off his stepson or something and 
He started talking about all the hardships that he's been through in his in Scott Adams' own life. And he's like, I've gotten beat up this many times. I've had a gun held to my head three times. I was laughing so hard. Like, how... <laughs> Like I, I've lived in Baltimore, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and LA. I've never had a gun held at my head three times. I'm like, what? Are you, he just must walk into places and be like, "I'm not paying any of the black people here," and they're like, "All right, Scott Adams." And also, like, he was only beat up once. I feel like he's—he sounds like somebody who needs to get his shit rocked a few more yes. times. It sounds like he's like so proud of his art that people are like threatening him, like he's John Lennon or something. Uh-huh. He just made Dilbert. <laughs> he cut off his ear for Dilbert. Maybe he's trying to get the Dilbert volume like set up at libraries with all the other banned books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sales up. Do you know the guy? Speaking of like important cartoons, the guy that created Mouse, the the graphic novel, mm-hmm. is Art the Spiegelman. same. Same guy created, do you know, Garbage Pail Kids. You can Google it. A lot of people uh, don't know what? that. I didn't know that. The same guy who created Mouse created Garbage Pail Kids. Lightning struck twice, baby. Pretty good. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, the other big thing that I couldn't stop laughing and saying uh, Angela Bassett did the thing yesterday <laughs> Um, if you guys don't yeah. know what this is, at the BAFTAs, which is a British sort of film award thing, uh, Ariana DeBose did a rap. And I've <laughs> said this before. I'll say it again. Broadway people should not rap. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think that the issue was in Britain or maybe in other places, people don't know that did the thing or did the damn thing is kind of a compliment or do you think that the whole thing sucked or what do you think that the actual issue was with with ariana debose that it just sucked or what like what what was the issue that some people felt it was inappropriate or like well she was kind of like this person's a genius and then like you are my hero and then when it got to the angela bassett she's like angela bassett did the thing thing? (laughs) but i think that that's become like the most iconic like line of it and then it came full circle because then angela bassett won like a week later and she's like oh angela bassett did the thing <laughs> yeah it accidentally became cool yeah she brought it full circle it became cool yeah well, angela yeah, because... bassett like reclaimed it when she won like a lifetime achievement award okay fine uh... she did yeah. do the thing then. but also i just think the actual rap itself has been like so talked about and like has it just like became a meme it like it's accidentally very iconic even though yeah. it sucks and is maybe the worst thing anyone has ever done it's so funny it's so funny to be able to look at any other human being in the eye and both of you at the same time go angela bassett did the thing and also it's like it's kind of got the cadence of like a ballroom song and so i think that that's part of the appeal too yes. but the fact that it was at the baftas yeah. so none of this is part of british culture at all probably explains why everybody was like highly confused yeah I here comes Matt McCarthy. Hi, well, Matt. Well well well. well, well, well. Oh, hi, friends. Hi, Matt. We'll be right back, and we're back. Uh, Donald Trump visited that train derailment. Biden uh, isn't going. Should Biden have gone before Donald Trump, or who gives a fuck? Uh, who goes there? They don't really help or do anything. I wouldn't fucking go. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go to that town and breathe that air. 
I don't know. It's kind of dark, but that's how I feel. Oh, it's like Obama taking a sip of the Flint water for no reason. Do you remember (laughs) when he did that? No. Obama goes to Flint and he declares the water safe to drink, which, fun fact, it wasn't. No, and then he not. and he takes like a little like a little. You should watch the clip of it. It's the most insulting thing that I've ever seen. Whoa! He goes, I did not know that happened. Like, like um, a, I do kind of think that Biden should have shown up and been like, "Wow, this is this is uncouth." You know, like just like say or do you know something? I mean, and I don't know what what else he's commented on or what kind of help. Well, he's Biden done. was just in Ukraine, right? So yeah. I mean, how hard would it have been for him to just stop by the? The old train wreck on his way back. He's like, skydive, skydive in, be a man. Just get in there and just come in there and like have the presidential canopy over you, pop it off, be like, this sucks. I love all you guys. And then just fly your ass out of there. Mission accomplished. Did they call the governor of Ohio and say, hey, do you need any help? And he's like, no, we got it. And then they went on TV and they're like, fuck Biden. (laughs) Probably. It's a Republican state, so I yeah. would I would assume so. But all right, no, that'd the, be a weird thing if he was just like, eh, "You guys are going to vote Republican anyway, so uh, have fun with your train disaster." Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Like, okay. Isn't that the deal? Like the Ohio governor won't declare a state of emergency, so then they can't send FEMA or something. Mm. Okay. I just I just know that I think Pete Buttigieg remembers that he's Secretary of Transportation about as often as I do. <laughs> Like something happens and he's like, what? <laughs> Fuck. And then he remembered. That it's... Pete Buttigieg just being like, oh, another choo-choo went down? <laughs> oh, that's like, who's in charge of that? Me? <laughs> I was just doing my dance, though. The, remember the Pete dance? That was fun. Goodness. That's all he does. <laughs> he's been doing that Pete dance since 2020. Remember when... Um... <laughs> Was it Howard Dean did like a weird yell and he sure. like oh, immediately yeah. got knocked out of the presidential race? Yeah. yeah. What 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 happened to that? What happened to those standards? Like the first goofy thing you do that gives the American people the ick, you're out. Yeah. Those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a really long time ago. The, what what year was that? Two thousand eight. No. Probably oh, it was like it was he was going to face Bush, and it was ended up being Kerry. It would have been all four or four. He's like, we're going on a spice. Yeah. And then yeah. And it was over for him. It was over. That was all it took. Different times, different times. You could <laughs> remember the Billy Squire music video where he was like wearing like a pink belly shirt and like prancing. And I use the word prance deliberately because he was prancing all over this bedroom and like rolling around on the bed sheets and stuff. And it ruined his career. Who was it? Billy Squire, the guy that did Stroke Me, Stroke Me. He was like a hard rocker. And then he did one music video, and then everybody's like, oh, this guy sucks. See, if he put that on TikTok now, he'd be the yeah. front runner. Number one. You used to be able to just put on, be a little overweight in a pink top, or go, yeah, it'll be over for you. Yeah. Now you got to go on a podcast and say, to get away from black people. There's no shame anymore is what we're saying. There's no such thing as shame anymore. People just go, yeah, that's how it is. And then they just hammer through and trees fall over. Right. (laughs) Did you get any hail? Did you uh, pack hail together, Matt McCarthy, and pretend it was snow in a photo? No, no. I, uh, we had a tree fall down like a block near our place in Van Nuys. And then, uh, 
an old man was driving at night. He didn't see the tree and he swerved nice. and then he drove into the building where the tree had fallen down. So it was like, they got double fucked. <laughs> Van Nuys might have the worst driving of all time. I'm just putting that out <laughs> as a fact. Anybody uh, have any opinion one way or the other about the Bells? Anybody love Richard Belzer? I just wanted to see if any. If oh, that was... yeah. Do you? Yeah. Love Richard Belzer. Love Richard Belzer. Yeah. I, I have his had. UFO book. He was like a Ooh. conspiracy guy, right? Yeah, but when it was fun, like his his book is called like UFOs, Kennedy and Elvis. Like as soon as it was like, oh, Elvis would be dead anyway. It was around the same time as the militia guys were blowing up buildings in Oklahoma. You know, it was just like, eh, the joy is, the thrill is gone. <laughs> wow. Now I need to look into his his viewpoints. He had some thoughts about uh, some he, things. He was the stand-up comedian in Scarface. I remember seeing him in that and being mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't realize he was a stand-up at first. I always just thought he was Munch or whatever. But then, yeah, in the movie Scarface, in, like, the club, they have, like, an MC who's, like, a comedian, and it's Richard Belson. Oh, right. Yeah. They, they say that he was, um, like, nobody could touch him as far as, like, crowd work went. But, like, he he just, it took him forever to ever even record or attempt a special because, like, prepared stuff he was he was much better in the moment that's that's what i always heard well as a professional wrestling fan matt you would also know the famous oh yeah uh, the hogan the hogan chinlock incident yeah he had a syndicated talk show called hot topics i think some hot something hot topic with pickle and bailey with the the, so the media blitz leading up to the first wrestlemania uh they were Hulk Hogan and Mr. T were guests and Belzer was being, you know, a snot like he always did and was kind of giving them a hard time. And uh, at one point, actually, in the interview, Mr. T, he goes, uh, he goes, you know, we're not sleeping. We're, we're staying up all night. We're going to go in there and we're just going to be mean. We're going to be mad. We're going to we, we haven't slept all week. And Belzer just goes, well, that's just going to make you very tired. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they they were getting steamed and then uh he's like he's like show me a move show me a wrestling move so hulk hogan oh right stands him up and puts him in a, a front face lock in a guillotine and you can see this is all over youtube belzer like waves his arms behind him and then just goes limp completely dead limp he choked him out and hogan rocket scientist that he is just lets go of the hold and the man falls dead on the ground, cracks his head open on the studio floor. He's oh lucky he God. didn't kill him, honestly. Um, and then Belzer sued them all. Sued Hogan, McMahon, Titan Sports. He got like half a million dollars. Oh bought a house God. in France. That's what, he, that's what he called it. His, uh... <laughs> yep. his chokehold house? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's his wrestling house. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine that first WrestleMania going belly up because Hogan killed Richard Belzer? Like none of this, <laughs> none of this would right. exist. <laughs> but it was like perfect because it was because then that was all over the news, especially in the New York market. And then um, whoever was supposed to host SNL that week dropped out or got sick, and then they were already going to be doing an appearance because McMahon and Ebersol were tight. This is yeah. the Dick Ebersol SNL years. Yeah. And so then, like, Hogan and Mr. T kind of became the de facto hosts Hosts. of SNL that weekend. It's crazy. Yeah, wild. 
Yeah. <coughs> All right. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the Bells. Conspiracy theories. Got money by being murdered. Never had to do crowd work again. Yeah. That is Eric, Annalise, Scotty, Matt, and Bailey. There's still a lot more show. But if you want video of this panel, if you want to see the sausage get made, if you want to see every panel since March of 2020, and a ton of other stuff, and you're not some sort of freeloading cheapskate, that is on the show's Patreon. And thank you to all the patrons. You really do keep the show going. You are all good people. Patreon.com slash Brido. B-R-I-D-O. My latest album is available on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, and Deezer, and from ASTRecords.com. You can watch me do that hour on YouTube on my channel, and hey, please do. If you want even more of me, you can see me do stand-up comedy every Wednesday at The Fable in Eagle Rock for a show called Microdose, and every Friday at the Glendale Room for Flagship. Okay, we'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken. The ad we've been doing for like two years on Brido's show, it's all based on an inside joke on our show, but it's for listeners that haven't listened to our show yet. So the joke is we always start our show with, you know, somebody as a guest, and yeah, and I've never listened to None Taken. And and they're not going to get that. No, they've never got that. What an annoying commercial. <laughs> what a waste of time. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Neither of us did. <laughs> and then the whole thing ends with these guys fuck, which was like something I said once at the end of a recording, like spastically, like impulsively. Oh, you're not supposed to I still think anymore. that's funny. All I right. like it when the girl says it. I, I, uh, hi, Victoria. This is the best. This is welcome to None Taken. This is what None Taken is like. <laughs> Wait, did we just do an ad? Is that what you're telling me? I, I think that's what I'm going to send him, and who knows? I mean, he's played that for the last two years. Why wouldn't he play this? This is more like what our show is. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. I'm on a new network, but I want you guys to know, I still think you fuck. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Eric, Annalise, Scotty, Matt, and Ben. And if you haven't already... Please click follow. Song tournament. Exposes the weirdo. Winner's bracket song tournament. So all of these songs have one previous song tournament. Some of them were involved you guys, but the one, two, three, four, five of you, I will not be, need to be tiebreaker. We'll decide... Who wins of the best of the best from 2006 to 2013, as chosen by first the American people and then by a (laughs) panel of comedians on this show? So the winner for 2006 is Hips Don't Lie by financial criminals Shakira and Wyclef Jean. (laughs) Are you all familiar with this song? Yes. Yes. Versus the winner for 2007, Umbrella by Super Bowl champion Rihanna. What say you folks? Who wants to make a case for financial criminals, Shakira featuring Wyclef Jean? This is Rihanna and May I tell a very brief story about both of these artists? Of course you can. If it's Mr. Worldwide saying he wants to be high up on a thing, then Uh, yes, you can. So I used to... before writing, I was I worked for Red Bull, and the New York Red Bulls got a soccer team, 
And so they brought in everybody from New England to go to the game at Giant Stadium. It was the first ever New York Red Bulls game. And the halftime show was Shakira and Wyclef doing Hips Don't Lie. And they did three songs, but that was the big, it was a hit single at the time. It was a rainy night. And so we're all out there and there's like a Red Bull 10 and there was like a Red Bull like VIP area. And there was a little stage set up that was like a tractor trailer that had opened up. So just kind of like a roll in stage. And there was a woman singing outside to no one. And a, a woman <laughs> I worked with, we walked over and we were drinking Red Bull vodkas. And this really beautiful young black woman is singing on stage to no one. And I, she said, like, thanks, y'all. Good night. And then the next year, I realized it was Rihanna. Holy shit. So Rihanna was the parking lot act for Shakira and Wyclef. And so I didn't Whoa. know they were back to back years. But her first song was called like Ponder Replay. And I oh, saw yeah. that music video and I was like, that That's was the woman so in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my I God. She did, she did a lot of stuff like that that we don't realize. And I only saw because, like, friends of mine who had a band a long time ago posted before the Super Bowl, like, uh, the list for a show that they did where, wow. like, Rihanna played before them. And they're, like, a poppy punk band from right. Tennessee. And I was like, That's so interesting. So, like, yeah, Rihanna was on, like, the county fair circuit for a minute. She really was. And I, I regret <laughs> so deeply not walking up to stage when she was like, Thanks, y'all. And being like, Hi, I'm Scotty. I think you're really great. I would love to keep in touch. She would have been like, Thank you for being the one fan today. I'd probably performed at the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. But yeah. So anyways, does, Rihanna is my vote. All right, clean sweep. Rihanna is also my vote. Clean yeah, sweep for Rihanna. Rihanna. McCarthy's not vote. committing. No, this is it's not even close. It's Rihanna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rihanna. Do you remember do you remember when she was on punked? I don't. No. She was like walking somewhere with her friends <laughs> and uh they walk past like a, a, a dad and his daughter, and the daughter's like singing or something, or he's I forget. Scott, you saw it. Do you remember what the premise was? It was something to do with like the little girl was trying to break into music and they didn't know that she was Rihanna or something. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And then Rihanna goes after the dad. Yeah, like she was just yeah. like, believe in your dream. Like she was exactly what you wanted to be. She's like, believe in your dreams and like kind of got in the guy's face and you just realized she was like the realest chick there ever was. Yeah, I, all I, all that stuck with me was the dad saying to her, you don't understand what it's like to try to make it in the music business. Yeah. And then there was a switch flip. And she goes, no, I understand what it's like. And But she kept turning to the little girl. She's like, sweetheart, I don't have anything to give you. And she literally took her CD out of her, yes. her disc, man, and was like, this is my new song. No one's heard this yet. I want you to have it. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. Whoa. But at no point was she like, do you know who the fuck you're talking to? I'm Rihanna. Right. She was so like. She was very real. It was just like, oh my Damn. god, I love her. Yeah, I just yeah. find Rihanna so lovable. I feel like mm -hmm. she's like the only billionaire we should spare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <Right>. agree. <laughs> All right, I'll yes. go with that. Yeah. Okay, so she uh, Rihanna moves on to the next round. There will be more Rihanna. Fun fact coming up: the 2008 versus 2009 winners. No one by Alicia Keys. How this won is still a mystery. It was a bad year, Ooh. 2008. Versus Single Ladies by Beyonce. Oh, come on. It's got to be Single Ladies. It's got to be I Let's love go. Alicia Keys. Yeah, I love her, but it's, yeah, there's no contest. I'm going no one, but... <laughs> there you go, Eric. <laughs> sick. You're sick. 
Uh, does anybody else want to vote for Alicia Keys? Obviously not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Single ladies moves on to the next round. So 2010 versus 2011. We got Bad Romance by Lady Gaga versus Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Ooh. 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 Titans collide. Ooh, shots fired. Ooh. I'm going to go Bad Romance. Why? Yeah. Oh. Wow. This is so hard. Yeah, I mean these are these are like you know standard songs by both of these artists. So then it comes down to me is like Lady Gaga is just she's she's got everything, and that song was her being like, "I'm here, fuck you." Yeah. Adele can just sing really well, but like Lady Gaga is the total package. Beautifully yeah. said, Matt McCarthy. Yeah, I like that <laughs> argument. I also like to call her Lady Gaga because mm-hmm. I once heard Andy Rooney call her Lady Gaga on uh, sixty Minutes. <laughs> Why did I, I watch Andy like... Rooney? I don't know. For the for the old heads in here, I always thought Eric Charles Nielsen would have been the best replacement for him ever. Oh my god, I do it like it's a bird call, like Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I agree with everything Matt said, and also I'm voting for Adele. I'm going Adele. Wow. So Ooh. it's two. Ad- Wait, Bailey, you said which one? Gaga? Gaga. Gaga. Okay, wait. I- I'm losing track of count. Who says Adele? Raise your hand. Okay, we got two Adele. Annalise, what are you saying? I have not yet declared. Okay. Um, so oh, it's up to you, isn't it? Yeah. I guess it must be. Wow. <clears throat> no pressure. <laughs> Um, what's the what's the argument for Adele? I feel like I heard a lady a Lady Gaga statement. <laughs> Who wants to make oh, an just, argument for Adele? I just like the song better. I'm kind of just going by that. Not you. Did That's she not- write it? I thought Adele wrote uh, "Rolling in the Deep," and I don't think Gaga wrote "Bad Romance," but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll Google it. Who has Google fingers? Yeah, I had like a little like hand dance that I did in the car to "Rolling in the Deep," so I feel close to it. But if I were to like be somewhere now and like which song i would be more excited to hear it'd probably be bad bad romance that mm. also had good like dance moves <laughs> yeah so what... gaga wrote bad romance too and yeah wow. I just, okay and adele didn't write rolling in the deep is that true oh, oh wow so it gaga by oh she wrote she co-wrote it with paul epworth okay so she co-wrote so oh i'm they still going adele it. i love paul epworth all right, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, what's her real name? Stephanie Germanata. Germanata. Why yeah. do I know that? I don't know why I know that. <laughs> All right, Gaga moves on to the final four. Last first round matchup is 2012 versus 2013. Is We Found Love by Parking Lot Superstar Rihanna <laughs> versus Bailey? I remember was here for this one. So when you guys all scrunch up your faces at me, just know. <laughs> Also, Bailey, you can scrunch it up <laughs> at her. Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <Yes>. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a great song. It's a big song. It's a big song. <laughs> nobody, if I recall correctly, nobody on that episode was like, and we fucking love this song. It was kind of like, fuck, this is the best uh, song. Yeah. yeah. Without the video, we wouldn't know that song. That is like one of the most like that video went so viral. Shout out to Eric Andre, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Rihanna. 
Yeah, Rihanna, one hundred percent. I just uh, I, still like when did what year was uh, we found love? We found love is twenty twelve. I don't think that it's gone through any phase in my life where I have not been excited to hear we found love. That's ten years. I think if it if it started playing anywhere, I would just be like really pumped. You are like the Disneyland guy for we found love. <laughs> Also, like the Disneyland guy, I'm gonna go blurred lines. <laughs> Stick with it, Bailey. <laughs> I gotta take it. I gotta take it all the way. Like, Commit to lines. the bit. Commit to the bit. Blurred lines and that video just reminded me that I saw an article that was like Emily Ratajkowski on the pressure to be young forever, and I was like, this is not who I want to hear from about what what a hard time she's having turning 31. Get away from me. I saw one that I, I brought this up on a previous show, but Selma Hayek was like, they wouldn't let me be funny. They only let me be beautiful. And I was just like, my eyes could not roll any harder at that. <laughs> <laughs> but so is anybody else saying uh, blurred lines? Oh, oh, Eric. Uh, yeah. Big Pharrell head. <laughs> Pharrell gets away scot-free. I'm just a huge Robin Thicke guy. I can't stop listening to all of them. <laughs> the whole oh Thicke family. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rihanna moves on. So double Rihanna in the final four. Okay. The the next matchup, 2007 winner Rihanna with Umbrella, which uh, not the best version of Umbrella. The Travis <laughs> Barker version is better, if you ask me. And you didn't, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Versus Single Ladies by Beyonce. So Battle of... Wow. Maybe Rihanna's best song question mark versus Beyonce's best song question mark. Oh shit! No, I don't think that's Rihanna's best song. I gotta go Beyonce. I I I don't think anything is gonna be able to beat Beyonce. I'm going Rihanna on this one. Oh, okay. So one for Rihanna, one for Beyonce. People, okay, you can't if you're not watching this. The looks on their faces are as if I asked them. Yeah. (laughs) Feels like a final. This is like one of those things where, like, the semifinals, the final, really. Yeah. If you've ever watched Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, this is what (laughs) the faces are looking like. We need dramatic. I have to go Beyonce. I'm going to go Beyonce. Okay. Right. It's just the song. Like, Single Ladies is just. To it's a better song than Umbrella, and I love Umbrella, and I love Rihanna, but Single Ladies is just a better song. I think your argument has pulled me over to the, the Single Ladies side. Yeah, by going, it should win because it's better. Is the argument? <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. one. That's, oh, yeah. I like how it, like, I just think it's a better sound. I like how it sounds more. That's more better specific. driving I like song that. for sure. Better driving song. If you're in your car and Single Ladies comes on, things happen. Yeah, I'm up on two wheels, just going down fountain, <laughs> screaming. Look out, Delongpre. <laughs> <laughs> okay single uh, ladies is in the finals single ladies in the finals it has a dance Was there a remix of umbrella that came out at some point travis barker plays the drums i really like that version of it mm-hmm. i think it was a different but that's does who sings that one? Oh, travis barker no <laughs> you lucked out still rihanna singing it not travis oh, okay, barker okay yeah. yeah i feel like there was maybe a, a remix that had like a lil wayne rap uh whatever that's called a little a little reprise yeah. <laughs> yeah an interlude oh they <laughs> made it worse cool yeah uh, okay just kidding everybody Lil rabble, wayne is rabble, fine rabble. <laughs> he's like Wayne. he's like i'm a martian and then it's better 
Okay. <laughs> 2010 versus 2012. Bad Romance, Gaga. We Found Love by Second Chance for Your Girl, Rihanna. It's Gaga. Yeah. It's, it's got to be Gaga. 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 Wow. What a I'm uh, going with the underdog on this one because right. We Found Love is just a very important song to me. Annalise, 10 years. <laughs> 10 years of We Found Love for Annalise. I've listened to it 3,000 days in a row. <laughs> there you go. COVID can't stop you. Hide the knives. <laughs> Take it to the Universal City Walk. Okay. Gaga's in the finals. Wow. Eric, who did you say? I said Gaga. All right. Gaga in the finals. The finals. For the greatest song for this period of time, 2006 to 2013, all comes down to Single Ladies by Beyonce versus Bad Romance by Gaga. We know where Scott Adams would vote. He's going Gaga <laughs> He's all going day. Gaga all day. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Since we are all versed in the dark arts of Zip Zap Zop, who would like to make an argument for Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, Bailey Norton, God, I don't know if I'm voting for this one. Okay. Hold on. I, I got to look up the lyrics to see if I like them more. It's like rah, rah, oh, rah, rah, rah. Oh, yeah. I got to go single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it with my version. I'll ruin single, ladies, if you'd like to. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. None of these songs have words. You also ruined it by saying the Dilbert. <laughs> I was trying to push the boat. So who are you voting for? The white lady or the black lady, everybody? <laughs> That's all I see. I'm going Beyonce. That's all I see. We'll catch him slipping. That nope. video for single ladies was in black or white, everybody. <laughs> Fuck. I gotta go single ladies. Beyonce. Go single ladies. Which year are each of these from? 2009 is Single Ladies and 2010 is Bad Romance. So the peak of years for pop songs, I guess. Those are both pretty big songs. Those are very big songs. Yeah, huge. Still good. I feel like I associate songs with certain times in my life. So I was trying to remember, like, was I at a better point in my life? (laughs) (laughs) I think they're just too close. Fun thing to come out of Single Ladies is it not winning a VMA award and Kanye rushing the stage to take it away from Taylor Swift. Oh, that was that Oh, shit. So are we siding with Kanye if we pick So you want to pick the white lady or a a Nazi? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Makes you think. So are you going Dilbert guy or Kanye on the finals here? Dilbert, Dilbert or Kanye? Oh, oh, wait, I'm changing mine. I'm going to go Bad Romance. Wow. Wow. I got to flip. I'm going to flip. They are a cat bird of you. <laughs> so who's... What made you change? Yeah. Hmm? What made you change? You know, I'm just looking up the lyrics. I also, uh, what Annalise said about like the time in your life i was a freshman in high school with single ladies and i was a sophomore with bad romance and i think that hurt that was just a a more potent time (laughs) who says beyonce whoa i do i'm going beyonce i think that's a great song i think this is really 
two tough ones. Uh, Forget about the racial say, shit. Don't think about that at all. Just think about music. <laughs> I will say Beyonce then went and did a song with Lady Gaga right after that. They did Telephone, telephone. or whatever right after that. So that is sort of like she recognized that Gaga was the next big thing. But mm-hmm. I think if you... Oof. This is tough. I'm going perhaps Beyonce. She even, perhaps she even saw Lady Gaga passing her in the mm-hmm. fast lane. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I got to get on board. Before I am back to parking lots with Rihanna. You go. Oh, wait, you said I stepped on it. You said Gaga also. Lady Gaga. (laughs) 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 All right. Two for Gaga. Does anybody want to say Beyonce? Oh, three for Gaga. Abrams. The winner for 2006 to 2013. Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Wow. Great song. I didn't even have to decide on that one. <laughs> I was off the hook. Yeah, three, <laughs> democracy. Okay, so here's a part you didn't expect. The winner so far from 1990 to this period is Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. Wow. That one from 1990 to 2006. So now the winner Jesus, from... Jesus, really? Yeah. It, nothing is beaten. Nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. Who did O'Connor. you have on this? Like my divorced Aunt Patricia? Like that's a- <laughs> <laughs> She's funny and good at this show. So she yeah. is. So <laughs> if you... Okay. So one last matchup. Nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. Written by Prince. True. Versus Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Up yeah, to Scotty. Gaga. Oh, Gaga. Gaga wow. Sure. So sure. the best song from 1990 to 2013 is Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. According to your very flawed system. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I like this answer. Once it's covering like three decades. Nirvana Nevermind came out during that time. Uh, lots of other things. <laughs> Constant Craving by Katie Lang, for example. Katie Lang. Nobody capitalized it. PM Dawn. PM Die Without You. Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. Great song. That's number one. That song, Detachable Penis, that was on the radio for Fun a minute. Fun song. Yes. Taco Bell, KFC combination Taco Bell yeah. song. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah. All kinds of songs came out. Sandstorm by Darude. Sand, did that the come five out? $5 foot long song. Five. Five. $5 foot long. That song Very fucking slaps. Yeah, still talking one. about it. Okay. Who has plugs? Eric, do you want people to watch any of your films? Nothing new since last time I was on. Okay, do you want to new uh <laughs> new uh what's it called? I'm on a new network, so maybe they won't know you. You want to tell people what to to go watch or anything? I don't give a shit. All right, don't go watch. <laughs> I love this. Don't go watch it, uh, <laughs> Scotty. Where do you want people to find you? Uh, you can listen to the Bananas podcast that I do with Kurt Brownholer, and I have a movie coming out Memorial Day weekend called The Machine, oh. that's starring Mark Hamill and Burt Kreischer and Jimmy Tatro. I wrote that. Man, when I was I was opening for him ten years ago, and he had just told that story on Rogan, and so he wasn't famous yet. We were doing like improvs, and people yeah. started yelling like, "Tell the machine story!" Like, so I just like ten years ago it was when I saw that trailer, I was like, "Holy fucking shit, man! That's that's crazy." Yeah, okay, that's good. Thanks. Yeah, 
Uh, Annalise, where do you want people to find you? I would love for people to look for me on the internet, on Instagram and my TikTok at Los Annalise. That's a good handle. That's a good handle, Annalise. Okay. 3,000 days she's listened to. We found love. I might start tomorrow, actually. I'm just going to wake up. (laughs) Check back with me in eight years. I will. I'm just kidding. There's no way I would remember to do anything multiple days in a row. I can't even remember to drink water. The dude lived in Long Beach, too. He didn't even live that close to... That is disgusting. I am horrified by I, this man. I left that part out. He lived in Long Beach. doing medical care. That is... That's the most offensive part to me. <laughs> yeah, he drove to Anaheim from Long Beach every day for eight years. Yeah, Even I'm if sick. he didn't go to Disney Disneyland and he made that drive, I would still be like sickened. <laughs> I mean, he when you really like Disney, you really like Disney. I, I guess. Sucks too. It's just concrete bullshit on the ninety one freeway. That drive fucking sucks. The orange curtain, <laughs> baby. That is what you call it. Okay. I like this guy before, but I'm I'm turning against him. You turn it against Disney guy. Fine. 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 <laughs> Bailey, where do you want the folks to find you? Hello, folks. You can find me on the internet at Bailey E. Norton on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. Also, I have a new podcast called Good Low, and it's sad. And you can listen to it. It's not funny at all. It's not about comedy. It's just sad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. Perfect <laughs> delivery for it right there. Thank you. <laughs> Matt O'Connor, I'm super on board with this. (laughs) (laughs) Matt McCarthy, where do you want them to find you? Hey, kids, it's your old pal Matt McCarthy. (laughs) Follow me on all forms of social media (laughs) at McCarthy Redhead. Check out my TikTok where I show off my movie collection. I've got thousands of DVDs and VHS tapes in my office, and you can be a part of it. Check it out, McCarthy Redhead on TikTok. And if you like watching things, <laughs> listen to Watch It with Matt and Glennis Fridays wherever you podcast. And if you're in the San Francisco area this coming weekend, the Week <laughs> One Wrestling Podcast is doing a live show in San Francisco. Details wherever you podcast, the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Be there. <laughs> God oh. damn, that's a life of watching wrestling promos <laughs> and then putting on the cheesiest voice possible. So I was, I was going to say, could he reread my promo in that movie? <laughs> Can you do Annalise? <laughs> that's right. You don't You don't just, Vince McMahon taught me this. You don't just say March 4th. It's like, God damn it, pal. Nobody knows when the fuck March 4th is. You got to say Saturday, <laughs> March 4th. <laughs> there you go. He, he couldn't be stopped by anything. So there you go. Nope, he's back, baby. Yeah, that's Eric, Annalise, Scotty, Matt, and Bailey. Follow all of them on social media, except for Eric Abrams, who doesn't want you. Matt, go follow him. Go Brido sent me. Yeah, fuck that. He wants you to follow him. Next up, the Buffer Boys are here. Joel and Tony from the Buffer Battle Podcast. You love both of them. They both live in my hometown of Muscatine, Iowa. And we're doing our annual question mark Oscar preview. So let's get into it. Here are Joel Krausar and Tony Tone Lokensel. Buffer boys are here. Tony doesn't make appearances on rival podcasts. Tony appears on this <laughs> podcast. That's right. It's not it's not a rival podcast. We're oh, oh none taken is not a rival podcast? No. <laughs> we gave you a ton of credit on that. We 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 credited the hunk of hunkiverse for bringing us together. We are awesome. going to start this Oscar-based podcast with 
actress in a supporting role where everybody wants to start. So why start there? Because I'm like, who gives a fuck the most about this? So we got <laughs> Angela Bassett in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I saw that movie. Do I remember Angela Bassett's performance? I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I guess she was in that. Um, then we See, got Tony, you liked that movie way more than I did. That is my pick to click, gentlemen. Angela Bassett. I'm on Team Bassett. I thought the performance was. They're called Bassett powerful. Hounds, is what they're I'm called. I'm a Bassett. I'm a. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a Bassett Hound. Um, I thought she was the best part of Wakanda Forever. Um, she was better than my puppy barking. Wow. So um, Angela Bassett picked a click, calling it. I listen. I would love. Well, to she see... won the Golden Globe, didn't she? She did, and I would love to see Stephanie. Sue? Is it Sue? From Everything Everywhere All at Once. It looks like great. Sue. Is she, did Sue? she play the daughter? Is that who yes. that is? Okay, yeah. She's yes. she now she's, she's had an interesting like uh year at the awards. Uh Jamie Lee's been nominated a lot. Yeah. Stephanie got the Oscar nod. Um they both they gonna, both did, Jamie yeah. Jamie got it. They too. both Jamie did, Lee, right. Yeah. But Stephanie's kind of been snubbed on the path to this. Um if anybody's gonna win that award from that movie i would love it to be stephanie i thought jamie lee curtis's performance is fine uh, but give me angela bassett i'm, I'm all okay in i did not see the whale and i did i did it was good um i think because i'm a, i'm not a 600 pound life person but i think it's because there's thank some, there's god some parallels there's a, some parallels in the journey that Thank God we're not putting hundreds of pounds onto you. That would be. It was. It's just hard to not. Is the sequel to the whale just really short? Like he gets on Manjaro and just starts taking shots, and he's 180 pounds in nine months. You know that's the new miracle drug, right? There's these injectable drugs that treat diabetes that people are losing weight because it suppresses your appetite. It's the new mm. thing. If you're not on TikTok and you're not on weight loss TikTok, which I'm is not on weight, oh, loss weight loss TikTok. That's why uh, here's my TikTok algorithm. You guys Dave? can't see Tony, nope. but he's on barbershop TikTok. He is right. lined up. Ooh, wee. So Joel, do you agree? I, I Angela Bassett. I, he does not agree. He was not a black agree. Panther. With I don't agree. Fan. He's a hater. Okay. He did not like it. Um, who you got hater i just it wasn't my thing uh i i think hong chow might have a chance i think i think the whale is going to get two oscars okay and i think it's going to be in this category and a different category i don't even know who hong chow is so i'm looking forward to finding out with the world her performance her performance is good no doubt but i i think I, Do you I think? Just, but, but here's my question: Is Angela Bassett going to get it because she probably should have received it three or four times ago? <laughs> Has Jamie Lee Curtis won an Oscar? See, I don't think she's don't respected think so. in that regard, and I think that that's a crime. I think she's a fantastic. I'm going to go Curtis. Guess what? Going Curtis. Wow. Why? I don't know. A lot of people heard for Einstein Halloween. Loves old white ladies. Who knew? So weird. That's well, your pick to click. Oh. Well. That's who I'm picking. I don't remember. But she's pretty likable. Why do Why do we have her, to hate old I, white? Angela Bassett makes us perform- one stern face in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Oh, and- come on, her performance is so much better. She dies in the movie. Spoiler alert. So, um, a lot of women. A lot of women die in movies. So you just but, so if you're a woman who dies in the movie, it's just listen, the whole Hillary Swank effect. Jamie Lee Curtis's best character dead had lady. hot dog fingers at one point in Everything Everywhere All I, at Once. I know. Jamie Lee hot Curtis's fingers. mother famously dies in a movie. Yes, right. It's 
Nepo Baby, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, Nepo Baby for life. And I was like 38 when I realized she was married to Christopher Guest. Like that was, I was Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good for him. Mockumentary, like A Mighty Wind, those are my, my speed. I love those movies, but. Nevertheless, I think it's my. If I'm going to handicap this thing, or if I'm going to put money on it, if I can bet on this in Vegas, yeah, which you can. Um, we I don't say hand, we don't say handicap anymore. Joel right? hates the handicap. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's true or not. It <laughs> no, sounds like it is handicap true. A bet. It is. It sounds like, like it's true. Hung Chow is my. Okay, we my have pick. three different, so we're gonna. I I just went different just to just to be different. So okay, do you want to do documentary? Up to you. I don't. I have not. I've I tried to watch Fire of Love. I was very stoned, and it was too hard to read. Was it a couple of years ago that the the one about what was the one about the doping, the Russian doping scandal? Like oh, Invictus, was, Invictus. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean that one was great character. Uh, you get to watch a guy do hard bicycle races. Yeah, you get to but see was, a lot of pee, a lot of pee. There was a lot. Of, maybe yeah, I don't know. And then they'd be like, why is it, what is this? And they're like, that's what P does, dude. And he's like, oh, you watch him put needles in his butt cheeks. That's, Ew. yeah. It's just like college all over again. <laughs> just like sports. <laughs> Brings me back to sports. Sports. Okay, so do you want to do writing? Do you want to do adapted screenplay? Or do you want to say that you guys are more into other awards. No, I had the I had that on my okay. my short list. For adapted screenplay, we got All Quiet on the Western Front, which uh is a famous book. Um Very. Right. That it's been remade as a movie 3 times. Glass That's... Onion, uh which I thoroughly enjoyed Glass Onion as well. I enjoyed All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh Living, which I haven't seen, Top Gun Maverick, which the world saw, and then Women Talking, which I think we all could agree needs a a better name but go ahead what do you guys think <laughs> i think this goes to women talking or living um i don't think here's the thing like I, i'm happy to see a popular movie like top gun maverick get nominated i i don't think it takes this prize home i thought glass onion was okay um so enjoyable predictable um but it's i i think sarah polly with women talking is gonna win this one it's almost like a lock in my opinion is Sarah Paul... Maverick gonna win anything oh. I don't know if it's in for any visual things um probably is I, I could see it picking up a couple in those categories see, I think it wins adapted screenplay because they don't they won't give it best picture but I think that the academy feels like they need to give it something it definitely it I think it deserves it box I think office it... I mean it, it did a lot of business but box office has still had a down year but um yeah I, I just don't see it happening I think I think if they're not going to give women talking like a best picture win, they're going to pick up a couple along the way. Uh, and there's more categories that we'll get to. But I, I could see Sarah Polly taking this one home. How do I know the name Sarah Polly? Has she done a lot of other things? Do you remember Jane Polly? Because there's no relation. At <laughs> I all. think it's spelled even di- spelled, spelled differently. differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spelled totally differently. Um, I, I can't remember what she's done. She's probably done the things, you know. Okay, if so one for one for women be talking, and Joel said which one? I said top. I think it's going to be Top Gun. Top Gun. Gun. Okay, so I'll go because I, because I really think that they're going to give Top Gun something not just in the Academy of Light and Sound awards that are done the couple days before. 
I think it's going to get something. I don't think it's going to get Best Picture. I think it's going to be Adapted Screenplay. I'll go Glass Onion, just to be different. I'll go Glass Onion. So Sarah Polly, longtime actress, has a Canadian star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Does Mike oh, Carosa have one? That? K- how about that? has got two. One for, Does Mike Carosa uh, have one next to Aubrey Graham's, by chance? Yes. That's yes. Drake. Joel, that's Drake in case. In case you're wondering, yeah. he, um, what's, the, what's the TV show he was in? Degrassi. Stop it. Remember you know, that time? You know, um, I... Aisha Alpha was on Degrassi. I want to say so. I don't know if they. What she was in Go. Sarah Polly was Go. She was in Go. She's in Go awesome. and Dawn of the Dead. God, that's weird that we said Argo Fargo and Go, and then she was in one <laughs> of them. Sarah Polly. Is, yeah. was in Go. Remember that time that I messaged Aubrey Graham on MySpace when I was on the radio, and we were literally set up to do a phone interview just to talk about Degrassi and then his manager answered the phone and was like hey he goes by Drake and he's a rapper and I was like cool I want to talk about Degrassi and then they hung up and then he became Drake and I'm still in Iowa what year was that that was like 2007 who was Drake in 2007 or six? Well, I'm here to tell you, you could book people on your radio show via MySpace back in the day. <laughs> if that's Tyler Maine, Tyler Maine that played Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie terrible Halloween remakes, booked him on MySpace, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Nice. We hustled. And we also booked a lot of people like John Lejoie off of Break.com and Bo Burnham booked him off of Break.com commenting on his videos. That's amazing. So I, that's the weird flex. Not proud of it. I like it. I was just chilling. I was just chilling in a cubicle in 2007. <laughs> There's my flex. I was chilling with Nick Saban while you're talking on, on with Break.com. Here's, here's mine. Cool? I wrote a book about my time in 2007. I know. I love it. Um, when are you going on the book tour? I don't know because that thing doesn't come out until September 25th, the day before my wedding anniversary. So that's how wow. I remember the date. And so I don't know. I don't know. The date of your book release, not the date of your wedding anniversary. I remember the date of my <laughs> wedding anniversary based on the book. I'm like, oh, the day after. So when I everybody's come... going to get a lot of books for Christmas next so year. So adapt the screenplay. You're year. going glass onion, Mike. I and guess Tony's going women talking. It's probably gonna be going women talking because it's like Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, it's like a screenplay about dialogue. So I, I mean, love the babes. Yeah. Babes be talking. Maybe it's just because I'm just coming out of the batting cage. I'm just all about mainstream America right now. I'm going. I'm going Top Gun. Maverick. What are you playing? Soft toss out there? What are you doing? Uh, no, I was. I was actually running the pitching machine today. Oh, the pit- actually, are you? Oh, holding right it up now, and... the technology that we had, that these kids have now. Like I have. There's cameras in these cages. I can analyze the kids' swing in real time. Chris Hansen there? So I'm weird. a 12U travel <laughs> baseball coach, Tony. There is no... There's you mean... No... Um, so the you best said there's cameras the... in the cages, bro. You're putting kids in cages? What's Batting next? Batting cages. The hitting tunnels, if you will. Oh. I don't know if that's any better. Man, you're going to get pizza-gated. So the technology's uh, improved since 1995 when you just yeah. held up a ball and two tires spun really fast and it <laughs> shot. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, writing original screenplay, Banshees of Inner Sheeran, the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, oh everything, everywhere, all at once. The best movie I've ever seen. Fableman's, uh, Tar, which I just saw, and Triangle of Sadness, which I just saw. Ooh. This is tough. So Triangle of Sadness is the only one I haven't seen. You have Okay. Do that one. 
I'm telling you, I'm a big fan okay. of that guy. I'm a big fan of The Square, his first movie. Do that one. Okay, it's the same same person? Yes. Same I'm character. a big fan of Todd Fields, and I think Tar should win this. Oh, Joel. Is... I would have put money on Joel Bennett, like yeah. getting doing that one. When I watched that movie, I was like, I wish Joel was here. I would pause it and be like, what is any of this? Yeah, I was. Uh, that was the one that I messaged today that I went through like a whole box of Kleenex. <laughs> Is that right? I, oh I was bawling. Okay, I, I want to this... know. I'm sorry. I want to know about this. What? How important to you or relevant to you is Mahler's? He's is, the most important. He's my favorite. He's my favorite composer of all time. How about Bernstein's interpretation of Mahler? Yeah, hundred. Yeah, that's why I was so excited for Maestro to come out when I was on that Nuntaken podcast. Okay, talking about that. Okay. Um, uh, no, I'm. Mahler, so, and I, I told this anecdote on the Nuntaken pod when they had me on. Um, we don't talk about that podcast. That podcast yes. is, doesn't even, right. does I mean, those guys fuck. I was just going to say, you said it for me. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I love those. I love those boys. Uh, one of my college professors was one of Bernstein or Bernstein's students. Like, just was his cello professor or teacher was Leonard Bernstein when he grew up in New York. And so... I, I have a strong connection to that whole realm of Mahler and all that. But what I like most about this movie actually wasn't the significance of the my classical music training and, and kind of being back in that world that I really hurt. enjoy. No, it didn't hurt. I just liked how they made a new character. This wasn't some sort of biopic where they, they capture the world. They tell the story of a world that to me is extremely interesting but but Field did it in a way where he didn't feel like he needed to create uh, or, or or tell the story of somebody who was there. He kind of created this avatar of someone who's come into this world and has worked through this world. Um, and and it, I, it was nice to just see creation, someone being created, a, a piece of art, a character created on the screen and in the script instead of just mm-hmm. it's I'm all about I'm all about creation of of a character and I, I hadn't seen this character ever created really since uh well and it wasn't even, the way that she speaks in that juilliard that juilliard lecture and even the opening scene the new yorker interview she speaks todd field has captured how these academic composers how these people weave in and out of german to italian to you know these these referential languages in and speak for the composer and and then also just say well the composer is giving us everything like the way that she did that the way that that was written to me was some of the most authentic screenwriting i have witnessed in the last 20 so when you see good to see kate blanchett get a break right i mean she never has an opportunity but who cares she's fantastic she's an executive producer on this and i was like she must have fucking put her own money into this like she saw the screenplay and was like let's go but um, yeah. everything so, everywhere all at once is going to win. That's original <laughs> screenplay. I have a, just, I do have a tar question though because uh, I, I think d- I think it yeah go ahead. So when you whenever I know a lot about a topic and then there's a movie about it, um, this happens to everybody. Like I have like science yeah. teachers write in and be like, I hated Breaking Bad, or my my <laughs> sister watching Homeland. She was like, the diplomat would never sit there. Like that's uh, are you watching funny people or me watching funny people or me watching um the one with where they have a locker room for comedians that Tom Hanks is that is funny in. people oh uh, punchline uh, punchline punchline punch punch yeah like so you watch this and you realize it's, it's 
read pretty authentic to your experience with yeah. okay. I'm, I'm sure and i'm sure that there are others but i was texting with one of my college buddies who's actually the director of the symphony department at eastern michigan university and he's like i watched that movie five times in the last six weeks like he's just obsessed with it so, okay, so well, i mean there's someone who teaches in academia who is just as fond of it as i am do you know if um kids don't listen to bach and beethoven because they're straight white males uh i've i've heard of some of those undertones happening i think that's actually relatively true and and i was actually really gosh i don't want to tread on thin ice too much but i i appreciated how she handled that conversation yeah Um, and because i i think that we are i'm trying to remember the exact line that she says but she says something along the lines that we're we're letting our you're and we're not separating she calls him she calls him a little bitch (laughs) <laughs> well he calls her a fucking bitch he did yeah he out. lost the argument when he lost it's cool and then he said that you know his leg his was character. shaking it was making me nervous i was like that, what's going that, on i i loved that though because that, that was me like sitting in those classes i remember being the guy like shaking my leg in those master classes and those lessons that your people are teaching it's like you're nervous especially when you're the one who's doing that because like those master classes i've never done one in the conducting field i've done it as a singer so like you're singing and here's, you know, a tenor from the Metropolitan Opera who's there on your campus. He's giving you basically a private voice lesson in front of everybody. And the part that I loved the most, though, was when she called on the girl in the in the audience and she rattles off some textbook answer that she clearly read somewhere and just wanted to try to impress intellectually. And it was the most shallow thought. And she just kind of glossed right over it and moved on to something with more meaning. That happens every day in a college music classroom and probably any sort of arts classroom. But it's just, I I liked that she didn't recognize the nerd and was trying to find the students who are actually invested the same way that she is in in the, uh, in the music. I didn't love Tar. I mean, mean, but I'll, but it's good to hear this (laughs) part of i i, I was, didn't expect either one of you guys to like tar and i, I, I thought and that all these guys did is kind of like these went like dude did it like i didn't know what they were doing up there so mm-hmm. this kind of helped me i didn't know well, what i didn't whole, know what Phil was doing up there you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and, and the whole well and, and Mahler is kind of the he's the the the, the shepherd of the that that era of composer or the conductor the 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 bernstein through probably like the people conductors who are in their 45 to 55 range because that was like the the bell cow because relative he's relatively young as far as great composers go i mean he i think he died in 1909 something like that so i mean he was relatively contemporary um and i think that bernstein brought his his works back to the forefront i mean he famously died of syphilis uh as did most composers um and he <laughs> most composers he, die oh of gosh syphilis. you you sit in music history class and it's like this person was this and they did this and they died of syphilis and then the next per- composer is like this person was this and they did this and they died of syphilis and like well, yeah, this was, was after oregon trail well, nobody had you, like dysentery or anything no here's the thing like yeah. like composers were like the rock stars of that era like that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But yes, to, to answer your question. Mahler, notorious pipe of the week, too. Big time. <laughs> oh, organ. Big organ time. pipe. Uh, Big time. A lot of girth. Same with Bach. Um, so we've got yeah. Tar is my pick. I also liked how there was really He no likes score. to hit him from the Bach. <laughs> yes. 
20 Sorry. kids, man. Sorry. 20 kids. So I think so, Everything Everywhere All at Once will win, but so I, did, I did have a lot of tar-based questions. Actor in a supporting role. Oh. Brendan easy. Gleason, um, who cuts off all of his fingies in the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Don't know what that is. I guess I have it on Apple. I like Brian Tyree Henry, though. Um, Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans. Judd Hirsch was the star of what? Taxi. Taxi. And then a later one, was he the star of Empty Nest? No, Dear John. He was the star he of Dear John. He also was in Independence John. Day. Yeah, he was in Independence Day. Uh, Barry, oh, that this Keogh? is, yeah, this guy, he's one of, there goes that dream, uh, in Banshees of Inner Sharon, the worst movie I've ever seen, and Kequan in Everything Everywhere All at Once. He's I'm going, pick. I'm going Kequan. Short yeah. round for the win. <clears throat> I think so. I think he's on the path to a victory. His performance in Everything so Everywhere All at Once is so good. It's Can so good. I tell you my story about Kequan? Are you yeah. f- do you know him? I don't, but I know the guy who played Chunk. And oh, nice. he's an entertainment lawyer. I was in Montreal right about the time that Michael Jackson died. And he's we were drunk, and he goes, let's call Kequan. <laughs> Jeff Cohen goes, let's call Kequan <laughs> and get him to admit Michael Jackson touched his balls. And I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's do exactly that. So he called him and Kequan denied it. And as he went, yes, he did. He's like, no, he didn't. And I thought, well, this is the most surreal thing that I've ever experienced. It's not a great story, but all of the ingredients for a great story are there. That's fantastic. I uh, my, my, my chunk story is one that was sadly that was my nickname that my friends gave me in, in elementary school they called <laughs> they called me junk which isn't awesome why uh, and one of you wear a lot of, of hawaiian your... shirts yeah no 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 um <laughs> uh and then one time i i tackled a kid really hard at recess and one of my friends ben called me thunder chunk so that's what it became <laughs> like so that's not great it's not oh. great but it's still funny uh wow different times um I think Key has just, he's got it. I mean, I, I agree with Mike on Banshees. I really wanted to like it, and I thought as I was watching it, you ever have that experience where a movie is so hyped up, and then you, you're watching it, and you're watching it, and you're like, do I just have terrible taste? Because I don't think this is good. And that That's was my... I felt about it, too. Did you really? Okay, so all three of us time. are like, I turned it but off. I also, I also don't like the Fablemans, and that seems to be like a huge wave That's... of Fable is just rolling in, and you can't even have any hot takes on it um it's because nobody and, wants and to attack Judd hersh's performing he's got a little, little tiny role in the fablemans um it's just a blow only... it's just a blowy to spielberg right and i think that they're gonna yeah they're gonna satiate him in other areas unfortunately i think he's gonna does i think he's winning i think he's winning best director what, did, what satiation does he, does he need a... yeah I think it made three million dollars i don't know i know it made three million dollars. yeah it was not, it was it did absolute not do well flop. Oh, do you, yeah. you don't want to watch this boring kid be like, I think I'd like to make pictures. Like <laughs> Right. It's there's just, good it's performances, but it you know, I don't I don't think Steve uh, I call him Steve. I don't think he needs another <laughs> Academy Award. He's So fine. here's a question. Uh, I'll save it for a different time, for a different category. Okay. I, I think short round wins this, but I think Judd Hirsch is gonna give him a run. But you just said he had a small role. Tony said he had a small role, oh, but I think I, I think that, that the yeah. Academy is gonna 
People oh. like Judd Hirsch. He's super likable, and this might be their last chance his to give him. His performance is just so good, though. I mean, he's really... He's, he's, yeah, I like Judd Hirsch. I mean, he's great in Dear John. I so, love Taxi. Taxi's one of my favorites. I mean, t- Tony Danza. Let's give it up to where it should be given. Okay, directing. Martin McDonough in the worst movie ever made. Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider, the Daniels. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field, Tar, Ruben, Ostlin, Triangle of Sadness. Tony, did you see Triangle of Sadness? I have seen it. Yeah, I think, you know, so we have to think just recent history. Oscars last year, Best Director, Jane Campion, uh, Power of the Dog wins. So are they going to go oh, a lady. With the easy path to... There are no ladies. To recognize to recognize Stephen um, with the the Fablemans oh, and his yeah. his life, I, I would love to see uh, everything everywhere all at once. I don't think they'll have a sweep at the Oscars, um, and this is where I this is honestly, I mean, my feelings aside, I think there's a path for Martin McDonough, and there could yeah. be, there could be a path for Todd Field as well. Um, but my gut, if I, I and I'm not going to bet on this category, it's probably going to be Spielberg. Doesn't mean that I like it. I would like to see a surprise win here. I mean, I think if 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 Tar doesn't take anything else home, is it the spot for Todd Field? Maybe if Banshees doesn't net, you know, Colin Farrell uh, an award, is is that the spot for McDonough? I, this is where I feel like Mel Kiper Jr. like on an NFL mock draft. I feel like if you're looking at the percentages, if you're looking at where you think the GMs of the Academy Awards are going to go. This is where I think Tar actually goes off the board. I think this is where Todd Field gets his recognition. Even though I want it to be in the other category that we already talked about for screenplay, I think more the more I think about it after seeing this, I think that he is... I think that he's going to be the one that... And I don't think the, the, the main media are going to like that pick, but I think that that's where he might get it. Okay, thank so. you for bringing up Vegas betting odds, I have them pulled up. And so, supporting actress, we've covered that. Angela Bassett looks like the heavy favorite for that. Supporting uh, actor, Kiquan, is minus 1,000. Wow. So, they think he's going to win it. Yeah. <laughs> um, director, the Daniels, for everything, everywhere all at once, minus 140. So, pretty, pretty close in there. So, I'll... I'll keep that. Uh, this What's Todd Field's odds there? Todd Field plus fourteen hundred. Ooh, good value. Which ten bucks pays you out? <laughs> yeah, you can make some money on some Todd Field, some tar money. Joel, oh, I think you should put everything I'm... down on tar. Just so it, <laughs> everything. If, why is Joel a billionaire? He put he bet the farm. <laughs> and, I, and I same game parlayed it with uh, Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. So I think that stacks of hundos under that Carhartt hat, ready, baby. <laughs> oh, it's the only hair. So okay, yeah, I think that I would. I mean, it'd be cool to see everything everywhere. Because plus, everybody liked that movie that I've talked. Is to. this going to be the everything everywhere all at once Oscars? Do we think this could be just where they just? I don't know because they, they don't like, like the producers and everything goes. Oh, they don't like cool shit though. Like, or do they want? Is this going to be the Oscars where they say, "Hey guys, we like cool shit now"? Last year we liked Jane Campion. There's a women. There's a woman, I, which she should have won. I'm not poo pooing. I'm not saying she won because he she had his won. own masturbation river, Joel. Hey, 
but ultimately we learned that uh Joel. what is what's the chemical what's the chemical uh anthrax i didn't realize it was a, a, an, a, an organic compound until i watched so your that last movie. two your happened. last two best director nomad land in 21 for chloe and then jane <laughs> last year Power okay it'll the be the, it'll 22. be the dan it'll be the daniels is See, Jane Campion making where, the next but I Marvel think movie? If you give them the it's, next, it's going to be Spielberg. They're, they want to do I, back I, to I back it. to classic, back to Coca Cola classic. Yeah. Okay, twenty twenty uh, best director was Bong Joon Ho for, for Parasite. 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 Okay, so they're gonna so they're they're having withdrawals. They want that 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 good smack that that back to the what the way it was. None of this Pepsi free stuff anymore. Well, they've also taken a ton of heat, so they try to course correct in little categories. Even though Jane and Power of the Dog was a fine movie, uh, but now her speaking of Nepo babies, her daughter is apparently directing a movie that's coming out. So this is Spielberg's year. kid, but it's the family yeah. business. It's the family business, guys. Family like you buy a car from the guy your grandparents buy a car from. Sometimes it's not nepotism always. Sometimes it's just the family business. Yeah, and I'm sure that Jane's daughter had a tough time getting that movie. <laughs> Mike's trying. I'm trying to trigger Mike. I'm not. It's not working. Tough because I'm trying to, to get these Jane. jobs, and my dad is a retired Jane. teacher in Columbus Junction. Iowa. That's fair. I'm well. Maybe, maybe we'll talk off the air. But Tony and I might have an idea too to try to get us jobs in Hollywood. This should work. I've seen a lot of people try it, and a hundred percent of the time, that someone's like, "I got a scheme. Let's do it, baby." I'll tell you what's hot right now: white I mean, men in their forties. Let's hear it. Thirty-nine. Thank you. Thirty-nine. Well, thirty-nine. You're not going to get it for another year, handsome. Listen, our pitch about the Chippendales of Lakers <laughs> on HBO Max. It's going places. I'll call Adam McKay. I'll get. I'll get him involved. <laughs> and Kumail. I'll say Kumail. Adam, let's talk. Um, okay, actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett in Tar. Anna de Armas in Blonde, Ooh. Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie. I don't know how to say that one. Riseborough. I think it's, you said it's, it right. It's, yeah, it's Riseborough. Uh, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm going to pull up these odds because okay. I have a feeling. So here's my question. I was wrong. Okay. Are we enough years past Heath Ledger's passing and their divorce before he passed? Can we ask the question, is Michelle Williams that good of an actor? Yes. She's the best part of Fablemans, 100%. Yeah, but, but okay. I'm the best part of a lot of things. It doesn't mean that, that that's good. Like, I'm, I was the best part of Shrek the Musical in Muscatine <laughs> Community Theater, but that doesn't mean that it was a good production. This is a bad analogy. Man, he's <laughs> like, taking, I'm taking win shots at the rest of the cast of yeah. Shrek the Musical? I yeah. Say it to their she was face. on Dawson's Poor Creek, man. Bob I mean... Danner. I don't know who was on that. <laughs> he was playing the piano. <laughs> Fucking shots fired at everyone's favorite wow. middle school music teacher. Um, the fact that Anna de Armas with Blonde, that, that's a joke of a nomination. Did you, did you see that, though? Yeah. Did you watch yep. that? Yep. God, that bad. was three hours I wanted to have in my life. Bad, bad, bad. Um, the, but the she Ru- was good. Kate Blanchett rules. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, There's that's who I've been like... A, a big, like, huge push for Andrea Riseborough. Um, shout oh. out to the Big Picture podcast. Okay. They were talking about kind of like this weird campaign that's been going yes. on. Yes. I think Michelle Yeoh should win because her performance was really good. I could see Kate taking it home. Um, but that Riseborough thing, man, that just Did you see the t- – have you weird. seen To Leslie? No, I have, I have not. not. Okay, have not so 
for people that don't know, will you break down the controversy of To Leslie as you have heard it? It's okay if you don't have it spot on because people will hear the gist while they're driving. Well, so apparently there's just been a lot of like parties and, and get togethers and all this weird. It just feels really, really weird. Like the path that they're taking, um, huge backlash and, um, I they don't, don't know. like the way I, the politics that she played to get like the the whining and dining of academy members. Yes, and I feel bad because I haven't seen the movie, so I sound like a total you know a hole. But um, everything that I've heard and read, I guess three that. people saw two Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven ninety nine on demand. <laughs> That's a deal. I mean, it looks like a sad low like um working yeah. like a working class midwestern life it looks like people that i knew growing up is what it 97 percent on rotten tomatoes I, I guess i need to see it uh, i saw the jannies in it i didn't if i, I and mark maron is in it mark maron yeah. yeah steven root i love steven root steven root is in that yeah okay yeah kate blanchett minus 150 wow feel good about that okay i'm gonna go with Blanchett. I think Michelle wins. I think if well, but if Key wins, oh man, give me Michelle just, Yeo. I'm giving I, Michelle Yeo. Michelle Yeo is a plus one ten, so that's second place. Michelle yeah. Williams plus sixteen hundred. Wow. Riseborough plus eighteen hundred. De Armas two thousand. She should have been nominated for Deep Water, the erotic thriller with Ben Affleck. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, actor in a leading role. We got Austin Butler in Elvis. He apparently he's been acting he's like win. he's been acting like Elvis off screen for two years. He's well, gonna say thank you very much. Thank you very much. I just can't believe uh, Lisa Marie died. It's uh, oh, is that gonna play a role in this? I hope God. You're probably right. Colin Farrell. No one's really gone crazy about her. Lisa Marie. Yeah. I don't I'm super curious about these odds, Mike, because I feel like okay. But you don't, you're not saying like reputable are... source. I'm on VegasInsider.com. Is that no, no. I, I want to hear the odds. I think I just I think that there's a lot of Butler buzz. There's certainly a ton of Brendan Fraser, but that's who I hope. I, I he, a, he was impressive. It's in, a good opportunity for a Colin Farrell to win. Colin Farrell in the worst the, movie uh, anyone's ever seen. Brendan Fraser the... in the Whale. Mm-hmm. Paul Mescal in After Sun. After Sun, so good. Bill, I haven't seen it. Bill Nye in The Science Guy, <laughs> uh, Living. But I, I don't think Austin Butler wins. I think they took care of him at the Golden Globes, and then he's done. Um, and I, I think I'm going with Colin Farrell. What are his odds at? What's Colin at? Farrell's plus two fifty. Okay, mm, that's, that's a third. Value. That's a third place. Second place is Butler plus two hundred, and then first, so Fraser's first. Fraser minus one forty. I, he's he's really good, guys, in that movie. He's really good. And probably an actor that, because of whatever choices he made when he made them, didn't do probably some of the things he should have done when he was as an actor. I mean, School Ties is a fantastic, fantastic oh, movie. Man. Yeah, but he kind of got blacklisted because some creeper, like, grabbed him and he spoke out against it and then nobody cast him in a movie for 10 that's years. Right. That's yeah, what happened I mean, to me too. <laughs> but also, you, also you can't be in movies like Bedazzled and 
you know, all of the mummy franchise. Like he, he wasn't in George of the jungle, George of the jungle. I mean, he should have watched out for that tree. Last week I asked um, on the show whose comeback you are appreciating and liking more, Kikwan or Brendan Fraser. And I yelled at my at my my microphone that I'm sitting at in front of because this is where I was li- sitting when I was listening to that. I said Brendan Fraser, damn it, man! I said it out loud. And I I love Kikwan. I love the whole comeback. <laughs> I just was moved by Brendan Fraser's performance. Okay, let's let's do best picture. Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, and then we'll go through these, but Avatar The Way of the Water, well, The Way of Water, uh, The Worst Movie of All Time, Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Be Talking. Okay, so let's go through these one by one. All Quiet on the Western Front, I thought this was phenomenal i don't know if i'll watch it a second time i liked 1917 1917 might have been a better movie but um this was also very good i watched it in english i don't know if that's the way that that you should go but that's what i did in my native german tongue (laughs) i mean i no i I could technically say the same but yeah i watched it in english as well yeah yeah i liked it a lot i don't think it's gonna win but I, i liked it more than i thought i i Watched it on my phone, which is always not the best. You um, always oh. do that. You watch the big epics. Well, on listen, your phone. I have people in my house that are young and they go to sleep, and then am I going to watch some you know blaring movie? So I just I opted for the phone. And God, it was fine. parents it have it hard. I get it. I have a dog. Okay, <laughs> it's rough. It's I just connect rough. my Bluetooth headphones to my TV, and that's how I do it. Parenting so. hacks. That's going to be a bit on your show. Parenting hacks with Joel and Tony. Live close to the grandparents. Parenting hacks. Hodeen. (laughs) I have not seen Avatar The Way of Water. Same. I watched it on my phone. (laughs) Do you watch Avatar on your phone? The way James Cameron intended. Just to stick it to Cameron. Wow. He spent $3 billion. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to watch a postage stamp size version of it. It's fine. It's not going to win. No (laughs) way. Yeah. It's just, they just picked the two, like the two biggest movies, right? Like, yeah, I think it's a lot of fan service. Well, and I think, you know, listen, they both collectively made what? uh, Billion. Almost $4 billion at the box office. They put people in theaters. Right. um, Right. But but they didn't put, like they didn't they didn't reach any new demographics like if you want to nerd out like the the the, the demo the demos that went to see Megan the Chucky yeah. 2023 robot movie like yeah. they put young people under 25 in theaters and that doesn't happen anymore so I avatar saw... and top I didn't gun, realize that like... avatar toys were so popular like my kids were talking about how like one of one of my son's friends got for Christmas the whole world of Nauvoo or whatever as as a toy set. Wait, how old are your for, kids respectively for the uh, So six, nine, and twelve. Six, nine, twelve, and then Tony. Uh ten, eight, and four. Do they care about Avatar on a scale of one to ten? No. no. Zero. Zero. Do they care no. about Top Gun Maverick? No. Zero. What do they my care kids. about? <laughs> My kids loved Top Gun Maverick, and they watch it all the time. Like they, we we, we have Paramount Plus, and they'll watch. My son 
they've he's watched it probably three times in the last month my 12 year old what do they what do they care about other than like the planes the planes are cool planes. yeah uh chinese surveillance balloons big here um huge and uh just a lot of insurrection missed iowa is so. kind of uh that's right yeah it's because they that's because that's because the chinese government likes us yeah so they don't need to that's true us. they're like we're not flying over muscatine plus i heard they have bird shot the uh <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say about Avatar? Oh, I'll say this. Nice. I've, I've said this before. Like I have a family member who's worked with James Cameron on movies as a special effects artist and said, he's actually very, he's a hard charger and expects a lot from this team, but say it like your family very member good said it. Say it like they said, it. he's a hard charger and he expects a lot from his team. Joel. <laughs> By the way, Joel on a podcast that we, that shall not be named, uh, none taken, uh, said, I told the, the Xi Jinping story wrong, and let me tell you something. My version a lot more entertaining than yours. Fair, fair. You're like actually, just, and you're like agricultural facts yeah. and figures and spreadsheets about <laughs> agriculture. Well, they try to be relatively intelligent on that show, and you're very intelligent too. As I insert foot in my mouth right now. <laughs> well, agricultural facts and figures and. Anyway, it's more fun. There to... goes Joe giving away the pitch we were going to try and sell you on, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Jing comes to Wait, Muscatine. Do I get to yeah. hear this pitch? Or oh, is yeah, that the well, pitch? No, that no, was not no, the no. pitch. No, no, it's not the pitch. I'm ready yeah. for that pitch. It's right after Animal Control, after the Super Bowl. You can't. We hate it. that show because that's the show that I beat know. Brooks. Right. Yeah, we. Okay. Hey, you're you're we're, we're part of the power. We're part of. It the should be Wheeler Motors, set in Dubuque, Iowa. Correct. Baby. Correct. Okay, Love so Banshees, Banshees of Intersharing. We all say no. Let's say a nice. Let's all give Banshees of Intersharing a compliment. I've never I seen to... that place before. Yeah, best use of subtitles because I couldn't understand their Irish <laughs> accents, and I'm Irish. And Italian, and Italian, and Bohemian. Yeah, Banshees doesn't have a chance. No way. No, I, neither does Triangle of Sadness, in, in my opinion. I no, no, they're never going to vote for that. But yeah. uh, okay, and Elvis. I think Elvis, you could just cross Elvis right off. Did you guys you like Elvis? Elvis? I I didn't hate it. I'm I'm weird. Well, it's not going to win. It's it's fine. I mean, I you know, I it's, always it's keep my mouth shut when people bash it. I liked it. Okay, so I three thought, of us, I think, enjoyed it more than what I think critic, well, most people did. I mean, but. it's up for best picture. I like Baz Luhrmann. I'm, I liked, I'm one of the few people who liked Moulin Rouge. Like, did you like just, Romeo and Juliet? Yes, that, no, that was, a, that was a. I don't know if I liked that or if I thought it was cool because my older cousins, like you guys, like your age, old people, like they liked it. So I didn't know if it was cool. Like they also had Vitalogy, and I thought that was cool. Um, Vitalogy, that bug song is so good. <laughs> Nothing. I think that was my, Just kidding, that was my <laughs> first introduction to John Leguizamo, and I think that I, I've always been a huge fan ever since. Man, someone brought up John Leguizamo yesterday, too. John, people are on a Leguizamo kick. He's been in a couple of things. He was good in the menu. I like the menu a lot. Did you really? Man. Yeah. I, I told you I that. Haven't, I haven't watched I like it yet. That. I need to watch the it. The menu is not good. There's so many. Like, why did he... Why is he being mean to this prostitute? I haven't seen it yet, guys. I haven't watched oh. it yet. Spoiler alert. He's mean to a sex He's worker. Mean to a prostitute. It's oh. like uh, Joe, it's like pretty woman with a cheeseburger and a boat. There you go. That's, That's funny. It. If everyone it. was George That's Costanza and pretty woman. 
that's his name, right? George Costanza. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, okay, Elvis, not going to win. Everything, everywhere, yeah. all at once. That is... Uh, it's a, what's this? probably got pretty good odds. I'm gonna, let me guess. Let me guess. Plus 110. Minus 225, buddy. Whoa, it's Whoa. a favorite? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Number nice. two is Banshees at plus 200. Ew. People love Banshees. Is I, Fableman's three? Or I feel is like Banshees Top is Gun is three. Top Gun is Top three. Gun. I think Top Gun Gun's going to get a bigger run than what we the think. The worst odds are Women Talking plus 8,000. So we need to get a GoFundMe to bet the yes. house on Women Be Talking. Women talking. Yeah. 8,000. All right, so if Spielberg doesn't win director, See, that's the exact opposite way you should gets... gamble, Mike. You don't just put a bunch of money on the really bad odds. That's what? I've been listening to the wrong gambling podcasts. I've been listening to Movie Gambling Podcast Network. Did we talk about Top Gun? Should it win Best Picture? Should it or shouldn't? What's the argument for it winning Best Picture? Um, It's popular equals good i get well everyone liked it i would I say that it was pra- they used more practical effects like they they flew the freaking planes those cameras were there they used real g's is what uh tom tom came out it was and... for us it was for us so my maybe we should... seat for this fucking movie was front row far left Yikes. That's where they're like, do you want to go? We had already driven to the movie theater and that was the seat. Wow. I waited for this. I waited till it was no longer a new movie and it still sucked my asshole to sit in that. But it was a good movie. Yeah, it packed theaters, no doubt. And it was much more enjoyable than I thought. Um, not that I didn't, th- I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I just. I didn't even give a fuck about the first Top Gun, if I'm being honest. Oh, I have that. That's yeah. No, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm, I know I'm in the minority, but yeah, <laughs> it's a very. Popular. I don't think it wins though, guys. I think it's it's a fine movie. I think Tom is it. Tom, is it everything everywhere going to win? Or are they going to? Is this for fucking fable? I feel, I, is I, do I feel like if Key and Michelle win for everything everywhere all at once, and Steve and the and get the Daniels Fablemans. So okay, so. Give me your hot take on this. Best picture odds. The favorite is Everything Everywhere All At Once. Best director odds. The favorite is Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider of Everything Everywhere All At Once. Give them director and give Steve picture, even though I don't agree with it. I could see that happening. Let's not give him anything. Key Kwan for supporting. He was just here for West Side freaking story. Like, I don't understand. Because it was fucking good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was his last Spielberg's last movie was West Side Story, and then right. he's like, "Let's tell." I think I think the Fableman's story. the Fableman's Academy Award is going to go to John Williams. That's going to be the Academy Award that the Fableman's win. Speaking of John Williams, this is a bit of a stretch, but in Tar, I noticed in the credits that they fil- that they shot some of the music or recorded some of the music at Abbey Road Studios, and I watched mm-hmm. that documentary on Disney Plus. And it did have a cellist, like really moving the the whatever the free bowling. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Whatever you want to call it, I was. I for jumped out of my this, chair was, when she said free bowling. I, I was like, doing. Um, I was really. This was got to turn on a lot of ladies. What I'm doing. That's some good free bowing. <laughs> some free bowing. Oh, usually, you got to pay for that. Kind Wait, of that's bowing. called free bowing. So she mentions free bowing in the movie. I have so many goddamn technical questions. People are going to be like, "Boy, Brido doesn't know shit about fuck." But that's uh, that's why we got Joel. Tony. Yeah. 
Tony, this is this is Tony's nightmare. It's giving me a platform <laughs> to talk about all this classical music. This Sorry, is this is this the is one. This, is, this and what was the Coda are the two movies that Joel's had in the past. Uh, no, I had Coda. Oh, he loved Coda too. But this, but they were both chances for for Joel to be like. Oh, wait till Maestro yes. in, in November. Oh. Tony's not going to that one with me. He won't. Oh man, Tony, you have to. I'll watch it on my phone. The what would be Bradley the most Cooper Tony movie that could happen? A movie about Rex Grossman quarterbacking the Chicago sexy, Bears. Sexy. Honestly, the most Tony movie that's probably it wasn't a movie. It was a TV show. It was The Bear. Like that was oh. my whole experience watching The Bear. The Bear. Was like, is this so is great. a lot like the place called Pete's that Tony took the me most, to in Chicago. The most claustrophobic <laughs> show of all time about a delicious sandwich. But I loved it. It was my, I think it was my favorite thing I watched this year. A Don Zimmer biopic. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be right. At, and it just ends with Pedro just trucking him. Right. Like, I didn't really agree shot. that I don't really think Paul Rudd should have played Damon Berryhill. Look at Tony. See, I got him. When I get That's him, so I get great. him. That's so good. I haven't heard the words uh, Damon Berryhill <laughs> in 30 years. I don't think oh, Michael man. B. Jordan should have played Jerome <laughs> Walton. Who plays Sean Dunstan? Sean Dunstan. Okay. I'm okay. Real that's skinny. a great question. But Denzel's son is playing uh Dunstan. I don't know who plays Vance Who's Andre Law. Dawson? Uh, Dawson. That might be uh Denzel's <sighs> kid. No, not, not muscular enough. I guess B. Jordan could play Dawson. Plus he was outstanding in uh hardball. <sighs> Man, <laughs> Dawson. Yeah. yeah, Sandberg's also got to be like a big star. I could, I could go. Yeah. Um, who is? Why are we? Why are we giving all our ideas for our amazing movie we're gonna make on the air? <laughs> this, this is this more is fun for me to, to, to be like. Who, I just. This is a whole podcast. Who plays Dwight Smith? Play, who plays yeah. Dwight Smith? Jody Davis. Who do you got? Jody Davis wasn't on the '89 Cubs. Who's Sorry, Mark I was Grace? looking at 84. Mark Grace, Who's yeah. Mark? Well, I, who, Sandberg has got to be... Does Bruce Willis come out of dementia retirement to play Mark Grace? God. Uh, no. Uh, wait, who is who is <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? Chalamet is Vance Law at third. Is Greg Maddox still on the team? Greg Maddox even? is on the team. Mitch what Williams is Doug fun. Doug DeCenzo? This is... Mark Grace Okay, so... Oh, my God. Harry Carey. Yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. Okay, I I think my dream job Rick is Sutcliffe. casting yes. the '89 Cubs movie. Kenny, yeah. uh, or, uh, is 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 Kenny Powers? Is that Rick Sutcliffe? Oh, no, he could play. No, he would have to play Mitch Williams. Oh, I forgot Mitch Williams was on that team. Oh yep. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then they would have to. We'd have to cast the '89 Giants and Will Clark. We got to get yep. Kevin Mitchell. This is. This is a very we got something here. We could we could we, do a we whole, could do this. Yeah, maybe maybe around spring training. Let's let's pick baseball. I've always thought that the '93 Phillies, that John Cruck, Mitch Williams, there should be a documentary. Lenny Dykstra, yeah, for sure. Even though they those lost, dudes. but to the Joe Carter, uh, yeah. Blue Jays. But yeah, if if you're still listening to this, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Best picture. Best picture. Yeah. So. Okay. We have gone everything everywhere. All We've gone everywhere, yes. I'm telling you, though, I do want to talk Triangle of Sadness real quick. Uh, Tony, without... I mean, there's no really spoilers. It's a wild-ass movie. Mm-hmm. Is um, it fun? 
Yeah, it's so, very Joe, fun. Joe, you're going to think you started the wrong movie because I had no context. I flew blind and it started playing on my phone the way the Lord intended. And I was like, what is this movie? Like, did I sign up to watch a movie about male models? Like, I didn't know. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, that that was, scene is that so funny, like, though. The male model scene is so great. Super great. I, I appreciated and I, when Ashton Kutcher I... said it's very realistic to how male modeling is. Did he really say that? Yeah, just recently. That's the lead story on Deadline two days ago. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah no, I loved it. Um, oh, Woody Harrelson's a lot of great... in this movie? Harrelson crushes it. Yes. Probably should have got nominated? Probably should have got nominated. I am... Right? I saw this... I feel bad that I didn't do any research on this one. I just assumed it was like a sad art pick. and then well, it's Hell a... no, it's... it's not. It's a the takedown title... of the wealthy. <laughs> well... Yeah, since I want to be one of those people, I don't know if I support. Well, you can see a movie about it. I mean, they take down the Death Star, and we all want to be the Death Star. Just yeah, true. It's so it's so good. Like you, yeah, Joe, you'll love it. You'll love it. Fly blind into it. Don't read. Also, see the Square by the same dude. The Square is a nutso movie. I feel like I saw that movie. Is that like six years ago or something? Yeah, it's like a guy that's like it's. He runs an art. Elizabeth Moss is in it. He runs an art gallery. This guy does a like performance piece as a gorilla. It's like this intense scene. It's a great movie. I, it makes me want to see more of this guy's stuff. And I know he has so another do, movie. So what? What are the odds for Triangle? Oh, awful. Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, let's see, five thousand plus five thousand tar plus four thousand. Not good. No, I know. I didn't expect it to be good. What is Avatar's odds? Thirty-three hundred. Yeah. No. No way. There's it's no, all I think, I it's all it's garbage needed. odds except for Banshees and everything. everything everywhere all at once. I mean, not bad for Top Gun six fifty, but are you taking that? Well, you sprinkle a little taste on there. Throw a little Top Gun Maverick best picture. With, I mean, that would with that's Bl- the he- with a K Blanchett act. You, you got to parlay that. That's not something you. Let's say that you're that's... the Academy. You want headlines. Are you going to get headlines for? I mean, maybe everything everywhere is Who's a feel-good. Who's going to get slapped this year? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> if that you was... want headlines, you would have had Will Smith and Chris Rock together. But This year was just depressing compared to last year. I know. I mean, we had... You loved Coda so much last year. You were so yeah. hyped about it. And this year... It's... I just feel like this year missed, and I'm looking forward to 2023. Because I look at the list of all the movies coming I... out this year. and I... How can you say it missed when Tar and Top Gun, two movies that you're riding or dying on, are nominated? Yeah. But I'm just saying the whole, the whole, as a whole. They're going to give it to Fablemans. They're going to give it. Which one would make you the most angry if it won Best Picture? That's a good. Elvis. But I liked it. But I mean. I think Fablemans would make me upset. You said five times Banshees is your least favorite movie ever. Uh, Well. And what if it wins everything? See, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I hate existing IP. Like I'm just like shut, get the fuck like, make a new story fuck you, and Guardians then they do three, you're not on board and then they do and I'm like quit throwing your fingies at a door you piece of shit what are you doing what is this why is there stone drive what the fuck is this like and I and I love IP that's why I'm stoked for like the Meg two to come out this summer like I'm just like I, I heard like, your explanation and I think you're an odd boy but I like stupid shit I just like fun stuff. <laughs> I also like to be moved to tears for two hours, like I was with Tar. So I guess I'm I'm all over the board. Moved to so. tears for two hours, and then you're like, "This year of movies was bad." 
But I, I'm easy, that that. But if you're in that world, would you sit of, on a ball? Exists, sit, the, the people over forty know that reference. Like sitting on a ball is the worst. Oh, I'm not there yet. September, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> well, still a little elastic city. That's the reference of all of the Doug Desenzos and fucking Damon Berryhills sitting on a ball is the most obscure thing said. Is the who's the what you when does Tuffy Rhodes come into Tuffy the Rhodes shit? hit three home runs on opening, on opening day, day and then no more. Okay, um, who thank you for doing this. This was uh very fun for me and I'm happy that we get to do this. I hope annually, I mean, like, uh, I mean, obviously we'll have you on other times, but I hope this becomes a regular thing. Um, I think I, I can't speak for Tony, but I'm, I'm in anytime you want to talk alternate casts of any sort of movies. <laughs> yeah, that is Joel and Tony. Check out the Buffer Battle podcast. Thank you for listening. Buy my album. I desperately need money. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Like it.